Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fado. This podcast is for all the misfits in and out of spiritual community, for all the woods walkers and the tree talkers, all of us leaning into our vulnerability, not hiding mistakes and missteps, but fully embracing who we are. Hello, everyone. How's everybody doing today? If you find yourself here on this day, whatever day it is, and you are tired, you're hopeful, you're a mess, you're at the end of your rope, you're at the beginning of your rope, you feel excited for the day, you're ready to go to sleep, you're excited for the weekend or the week ahead, whatever it is that finds you here, I am glad you're here. And I want to start by reminding everybody that my pronouns are she, they, and I am on the unceded land of the Multnomah, Kathlamet, Kalapuya, Wasco, Cowlitz, Clackamas, Bands of Chinook, Tualatin, Malala, and many other tribes who made their homes along the Columbia River and this place that I call home. I hope today finds you in a good place. I know that today I've been kind of in and out of my own head and in and out of my own body. And it's probably because I'm still wrestling with what has been happening in my own country with the attack on women, the attack on trans people, gun violence, all the stuff, and just the own, and just, let me rephrase that, and, it's not just, and the things that are happening in my own body and in my own life. And sometimes it's just hard to say present, to stay present in that part of you that you really long to stay present with. And for me, I think that part that I'm trying to stay present with is my authentic self. And so if I was going to define my authentic self to you, at least in this moment, and maybe in a month from now, I won't feel the same. Or maybe in a year from now, I won't feel the same. But if I think about my authentic self, what comes to mind is me as a child and not as a child with the trauma or the abuse or the bullying or the abandonment or any of the other things that I felt that were acute. But the me that was there under the surface, peeking her head up, catching her breath once in a while, That's who I see as part of my authentic self, if you will. And that is the part that I am trying to check in with, um, value, nurture, and um, allow to show up more often. And so if I think about today and I think about all of the ways that I've tried to stay center, like I did my morning thing where I read while I drink my coffee, 
And then I had to run to Kaiser to get my booster and pick up some new prescription. And I got home way quicker than I thought I was going to get home. So I ended up with a little bit over an hour before I had to go meet a client. And so I got another cup of coffee and my books and I was sitting in the backyard and I was practicing some new, I would call them meditations, but um, that's probably not what they're actually called. Um, But for me, the process feels sort of meditative. So I had some time to just sit with myself in the backyard. And so I've had many moments of centering and breathtaking and coming into myself today. And it's been amazing. I, after I did that, I walked back over, actually we're not very far from where I had been to get my booster and met a client in the park there. And we sat under this amazing tree that the leaves go almost all the way down to the ground. It's not a willow tree. I actually really want to find out what the name of this tree is because now I'm realizing that it is the same tree, same type of tree, that last night I went to hear my friend Gareth um, talk about his book at a church in town, MCC, and I was standing outside waiting for it all to start, and I sat under this tree for a minute and it's the same kind of tree it grows way out over you and then the leaves and the vines come way down so it hides you and that was my favorite place as a kid is to hide under a willow tree or a tree that kind of disguised you and it could be a fort or a magical place and in this park near my house called overlook park there there is a tree the same kind of tree that it was that was at that church last night and I've gone to this park you know for the 21 years I've lived in this neighborhood I've gone there hundreds of times and one time we went with our kids when they were young and the leaves and the branches of this tree were all the way to the ground and it was magical and we had a picnic under it and we kind of played hide-and-go-seek, and it was really beautiful. So today, I walked over there, and I met my client, and we sat under this tree, and the birds were chirping, and the wind, the breeze was at that perfect place where it just <laughs> kissing your skin, and it feels really good, um, and we did a beautiful meditation in the middle of the park that was pretty much no talking, just breathing. And that felt really good. And I walked back home and I was pretty in my body. And I think one of the things that I'm noticing is the more work I'm doing around staying present with myself and talking to different parts of myself. Um, If you're familiar with internal family systems, that's sort of what I'm talking about. No, it's not sort of. It is what I'm talking about. So if you're interested at all uh, about what that is, um, there's a book called No Bad Parts. 
and it really gets into it and it's amazing. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not sad that I was in and out of my body. In fact, I'm really grateful that I have built the awareness to notice it. And, and to be present with myself in and out of that. In and out of, uh, it's like waves hitting the shore. I might be in a wave that comes way, 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 way back. Um, almost hitting the dry land. So I'm able to be there for longer and then... Maybe it comes out again, in and out, and in and out. And I think what I what I want in this process is just to notice and to try to notice without judgment. And my go-to, I don't know about you, but my go-to is always to kind of lean into judgment around something first or criticism like, well, you could have you know, not been so distracted, or you could have done this, or you should have done that, or why didn't you do this? And because of the beautiful books that I have read in the last few months, I've talked about a few of them, few of them on here, one of them being No Bad Parts. And then the other ones that I've talked about on here were the um, Sidra stone book on talking to your inner critic and all those all those books if you want to go back and listen to previous um, episodes I mentioned them in 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 this season quite a few times anyway what I'm learning through this work and I'm not gonna pretend that I'm good at it all the time or even most of the time Um, because this is a lifelong habit of judging first, judging a feeling that I have first, judging a reaction that I have first, judging, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda first. And I'm 51, so there's a lifetime habit of doing this. But what I'm trying to build to replace that lifetime habit is a stance that is leaning towards, maybe I'll say, curiosity or withholding judgment and looking at it like, okay, so let me break it down for you. Maybe even a year ago, if I noticed that I was in and out of my body, my first reaction probably would have been, why? And there's nothing wrong with like, why am I in and out of my body? It's good to like, be observant and ask a question. But I think my stance would have been a stance more of judgment, like what's wrong with you? Why couldn't you be more present? Why weren't you more mindful? You know, and what I'm starting to see shift and it's slowly, it's like if I could see myself as a planet, I'm, you know, it's turning very slowly. But the turn that it's making, maybe because it's slow, maybe because I'm leaning towards kindness, um, maybe it's because 
I've done a lot of work. Maybe it's all of those things. I don't know. But I feel like it's because it's moving more slowly and it's leaning or moving now towards a stance of curiosity and at least I am starting to see when I'm out and to observe. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what's going on with me. I wonder, maybe I just, I'm overwhelmed right now and I just don't have the capacity to be present. Or maybe there's a part of me that doesn't feel safe to be present in my body right now. Or by body, maybe I also mean like my full self that makes sense or the fullest self that I can be in right now and when I see that shift happening I'm actually holding my hands up as I talk to you like in the shape of a ball so it's like there's an invisible ball between my hands in front of my face and it's slowly I'm slowly shifting my hands and it's almost like as I shift my hands the neural pathways or the soul pathways or the true Angie is shifting with it and it's a permanent shift and it's a shift that will keep turning. That's how I'm seeing it. So even when I started talking to you on this episode, I was thinking, oh, I'm in and out of my body and my f- almost my first thought, but I caught it mid-thought was, oh shoot and it can still be oh shoot but it was more like oh interesting (laughs) and I want my stance to be more with myself a stance of curiosity because like if I can be curious maybe I can I'm going to say that again If I can be curious about myself, maybe that curiosity, maybe that leaning towards curiosity rather than criticism can provide a safe environment for all of myself, all of who I am, to be present. So let me say that again. Maybe if I can, me, Angie, all me, myself, and I, all the parts, can lean with curiosity and questions. Hmm, that's interesting. Or observation. I wonder why... I wonder why I'm not present with myself right now. Or maybe I even ask a question to myself. Are you okay right now? How are you feeling? Maybe I don't get a response, but I'm leaning in with curiosity instead of, or rather than leaning in first with criticism, like why? Why are you sad? What's wrong with you? Why did you have that reaction? That's stupid. It's silly to be sad about that. It's silly to be emotional about that. What's wrong with you? All of the things. Maybe 
I can create the, you know, the biodome of Angie, maybe within her, within us, we can create a safety place, a place where the all of who we are, the all of who we are, the the very fragile, the emotional, the protector, the critic, the get shit done, the hider, the the vein, the all of the pieces, all of the beautiful little tiny parts of who we are can feel safe to let down their guard and reveal who they are. With us being fully aware and fully present and led along the path with, you know, with awareness, with a therapist, with somebody going, you're okay. I think that it's interesting to me that so much of our childhood tends to be, whether you are raised in a home that is full of love and security and protection and safety and the feeling of I'm okay here or you were raised in a home where there was insecurity, there was bullying, there was abuse, there was all the stuff. We still, for the most part, want to grow up way faster than, I mean way faster than we than we should want to whatever should means i think about how quickly i had to grow up and take care of my younger sister and my younger brother and be the caregiver for them and how much in that sacred place going back to the thing that i said in the beginning of who i really am is somebody that was deep in their imagination playing in the dirt, making mud pies, you know, puddle stomping in the rain, um, daydreaming, playing with bugs, like the whole thing. That is the, that is me. But when you have to grow up fast or societally you're pushed to grow up fast, you lose that part of your childhood. You become an adult way faster than is healthy or necessary. But for some of us to survive, that's what we had to do. And I think about when my kids were little, having conversations about growing up and me just trying to nurture a childhood for them that could be as long as possible. And I'm not talking about immaturity and keeping kids, you know, Stunted. I'm talking about just letting them be kids for longer and having conversations about, you know, getting boyfriends or girlfriends or kissing or sex or whatever it is and just saying to them, everything that maybe society says is, is, is advancing you also comes with the cost often of losing your childhood faster or losing elements of the things that you love. 
You know, my kids love to watch cartoons and cuddle and play with their babies or stuffies or whatever you call them, you know, and being in their imaginations. And I tried to be, and Todd as well, tried to be very honest with them and the things that society, the things that your friends, the things that people are telling you, kids your age should be doing, bad, good, or you know, whatever, often come with a little bit of losing your childhood or losing that part of you that feels so good. And maybe that's why we all long for nostalgia for the things of our youth. And so we worked very hard as a family to nurture things and allow our kids to be kids as long as humanly possible. And that could have been maybe reactionary on my part because my childhood I felt was taken from me and I really enjoyed for the most part (laughs) the essence of being a child not all the traumatic shit in my life and in my house but again that part of me that was magical you know that part of me that could lay in the grass and look up at the trees and into the leaves and imagine a whole other world it's the part I was saying this today that as a kid we do not have to try to engage magic in nature it just is we see a dog a puppy as a kid and we're transported we roll in the grass and we play under trees and we have sword fights or dress up or whatever it is and it is magic talking to a ladybug birds in the sky whatever it is we can easily go there we don't have to try to go there as a kid we just are there magic or make-believe or imagination or curiosity is right at our fingertips And then I think the rest of our lives, after we lose it a little bit in the push to grow up, the rest of our lives is this attempt to get back to the magic, to get back to that wonder, to get back to that, you know, not a leap to think that there is stuff that we cannot see. There is power in beauty and hope and putting that out into the world or whatever you want to whatever you want to call it and I I think it's interesting that there is that in-between space there's that space of childhood and wonder and magic whatever you were able to keep from that and engage in whatever your circumstance and then this span of time where we lose it and maybe we nurture it in ways if we're lucky and privileged to to still get it in some forms, like, you know, whether it's a sport or a hiking or, you know, whitewater rafting or whatever connects you. And then at some part of our life, it's work to get that magic back. And much like that, that slow-moving you know, like I described earlier, of me like a planet just slowly moving and recentering. I am 
returning to the way that I was with all the things that I've learned, with all the work I've done in therapy, with all the beauty that I have engaged in all the amazing countries that I have been able to visit and all the cultures that I've been able to be around and just so much beauty and so many amazing experiences and get back to the essence of who I am and that is somebody who loves magic and wonder and curiosity and to turn so much in the radius of my person that I do not give a shit what other people think about it. And I think that's that's what I'm getting to. And I don't mean I don't care about other people. I mean, if it blocks the wonder, if it blocks the curiosity, if it's a judgmental stance of what I'm seeing and what I'm participating in that is beautiful and magical or life-changing, then I don't want to give a fuck about it about what people think about me me sitting in the middle of the park, (laughs) cross-legged, with my hands on my knees, facing my client, breathing with our eyes closed, and not caring, giggling at the sound of the birds in the air and how my personality that I've lived with most of my life has dictated to me that I should care what people think if they see me doing something that seems weird. Even though for most of my life, I think I've looked, whatever this means, countercultural. I've always like wanted to be more, I've wanted to be more a person that, okay, I look this way, you know, piercings, tattoos, you know, I've, had my nose pierced in high school which was like I'm not going to get into it a long time ago (laughs) and uh, but I still cared what people thought about me about what I was doing I, I even cared that they thought if they thought I looked weird but I didn't care so much that I changed the way that I looked, like shaving my head or getting tattoos or whatever, the superficial things that still I think are really a part of who I am as a person. But I still cared about what people thought about me and what I was doing and if they approved of it. And I don't care as much about that anymore to some degree, but I think there is still huge pieces of me that do care if somebody thinks what I'm doing is weird. A total stranger. Who cares? And so in the return to getting back to my true self and to my wonder self and my curiosity self and my magical self, there is a piece of giving no fucks self. There is a piece of I will give no fucks self. And that doesn't mean I don't care about the things that really matter, but I take stock of what things really matter. And it doesn't matter what somebody thinks of me in a park meditating. And it doesn't matter what somebody thinks of me when I'm doing archery and we're journaling and we have written something 
on a target that's like, love myself more, be more present in my body, and they can see it. Fuck patriarchy, whatever it is. People are going to think whatever they are going to think, and I can't control that anyway, so I want to give less fucks about it. And I think that actually is the most embracing of my child self that I could actually be, is letting her run free. You know, being a princess, being a knight, you know, being a witch and making potions, whatever it is. Like the, when you're a kid, you're not really thinking if your make-believe looks weird. You're just in your fantasy world and you're just make-believing with other kids that are also make-believing. And nobody cares what the adults think about your make-believe that you're believing. And that's what I want to get back to. That's what I want you to find, whatever that is for you, whatever that thing that lit you up as a child. For me, also singing making up my own songs, drawing before that kind of got ruined by whether I was doing it right or not. What is the thing that lit you up as a kid? And sometimes it's hard to get to that because we've got to find ourselves in the middle of all the bad things that also happened to us. And we were still children and we were still alive with wonder in the middle of whatever was happening. There is still something that lit you up as a kid and got you excited and full of your own magic. I want us to find ways to get back to that and to not judge our presence with ourselves if we're doing it right or wrong, not getting in our own way, but just kind of going... I'm curious. I'm curious of what's going on with me. Building up that safety biodome of who we are so that we can be fully, as fully, right now, ourselves as we can be. So that we can be fully ourselves right now, as fully ourselves as we can be. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for me. That's what I want for our world that spends so much time judging the outside of people and assuming a lot on the inside. That's what I want for our planet. That's what I want for us. Thank you for listening. I hope it was meaningful. I hope that you're finding meaning in your life and connection in your life. Where are you finding meaning and connection? Where are you finding the parts of you that maybe you had to put aside for a while? I'd love to hear what that is and where you're finding meaning and what lights you up. Thank you for listening. Take care, everybody. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. And I love you.